Welcome. This is William Revis, the host of 518 Talks Podcast. We are here for another episode of Wolfpack Wednesday, so that means you already know that Deshaun is somewhere in the back lurking. Deshaun, what's up? How's it going? Lurking today. <laughs> Deshaun is in the building. Wolfpack is in the building. This is what we do. How's everything going today? Everything is great. The sun is shining. It's it's cold, but everything's great. That that's awesome. So you know, the good thing about the way we develop our content for the for this podcast is specifically like a lot of our ideas come out of general general conversation. So you know, we've been having a conversation, and this topic really developed. So going from zero to a hundred, real quick, real quick. real quick. So and, and what that is is for our listeners. We thank you guys for tuning in. Is now you're at the position where you're in business, and what comes with that? Right. And even if you, even if you're not in business, but you're on the cusp and you're, you're have, you have an idea, you want to start something, but you're not sure where to start. That's what we're going to be talking about today, for the most part. So, um, okay, let's say because it's a popular, it's popular around here. You want to start a clothing business. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing you think you should do? Will buy clothes. <laughs> no, no, per, buy clothes, of course, but um, I think you would want to design content. So whether it's a logo or uh, what I've learned from seeing some friends in fashion is uh, not just a logo, but having, you know, whatever your idea is. Right. You know, so like I have my friend uh, David Reale, Love Yourself First, and he has a lot of inspirational stuff as far as... Uh, his hats, as far as his shirts, right. as far as his content. So he's built a brand around Love Yourself First. Right. We spoke about him on a couple podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great work. And, and when you're talking about uh, business and something like that, and you're talking specifically something like this, he's a great person to look at because I see it where he started at right. to now. Like He recently just resigned from his full-time employment to pursue his business on a regular basis. In the Wolfpack office that we're not in right now, we clap our hands. We applaud <laughs> or something like that. If I had an applaud button on a machine right now, I would definitely push the applause button. I'm looking to get to that point where I can kind of engineer what we got going on, where I can track the levels, add sounds, and not goofy sounds, but you know, I want to be able to... Uh, to up the production value a little bit. We also got to get some kind of noise capturing, yeah, yeah. noise canceling. I don't know, like the egg crate thing that you put the, on the wall. Egg crates will be good. Yeah. We then we'll feel like food. Hustle and Flow. I think they did that in Hustle <laughs> and Flow where they built the booth, the egg crates on the wall for sound. I have a, I have a widow's peak like Terrence Howard. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll work well. It works well. But um, but yeah, so you let's say you want to start your clothing line. Yes. Right, so you, you're creating artwork, right? Now you need to get them on shirts. So what do you do? Go to Walmart and grab a bunch of shirts? No. That is wrong. And what kills people in business really early on is paying too much for for stuff. And what a lot of people don't realize is especially when somebody's providing you with a service, first of all, anything can be negotiated. Mm -hmm. Technically, you could go to like finish line and get a new pair of shoes, and you can go up to the counter, and they say, oh, it's $129.99 plus tax. I'm not paying that. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, then you can try and negotiate the price down. I will tell you, if you listen to Wolfpack and you think you're going to go into finish line and get cheaper shoes because you're going to call them <laughs> out, it's not going to work. But if let's say you, know, you want to make shirts. Okay, you find out that there's a manufacturer that's in your area that you can meet with face-to-face. Set up a meeting with that manufacturer. And say, hey, listen, I'm looking to make, I'm looking to make, how much is it going to run me to print 10,000 shirts? 
You know, maybe you can't afford 10,000 shirts, but you have to posture that way. You can't let the person know that you've never made shirts before. Mm-hmm. That's something important. Um, you, you have to let them, you have to get that, that big quantity price. You know, if you're going to pay, if you need two shirts, it's going to cost way more per shirt than if you need 10,000 shirts. So you can start to do the math backwards from there. So again, and I'm writing this down so we can recap at mm-hmm. the end, but, um, you know, even if you're new, you know what you're doing. It's yeah. all about posture. Um, never pay full price for what you're doing. If you're getting a service, negotiate the price. Um, and now that brings us to our next topic. So you got the price down a little bit. You're getting your shirts for cheaper. You got the artwork in place. So now you need to slap those two things together and then you need to start selling them. Mm-hmm. Right? So how would somebody go about getting logo to shirt to person? To, cons- to customer, if you well, will. the good thing about it is you have a lot of people who are doing the manufacturing right now, right. and so uh, you got could a lot of people making shirts. A lot of people making shirts. So I mean, I would say now, and knowing what I know, buy yourself a machine. That's what I would say, Earl. That means we're coming to get the machine. <laughs> <laughs> that ju- that's just I'm letting you know. That's just a, that's a shop. We're coming to get the machine. But you would want to buy a machine. You know, that way you can learn the process. Plus, you're cutting your costs. You don't have to pay anybody for a production. Right. Um, but if you do, then you, you want to meet with somebody who, does, one, does professional work because you don't want to get shirts that are, that, you know, I've, I've actually heard of people getting batches of shirts where, like, half the shirts, the logos and stuff aren't correct. Right. Um, I actually, two summers ago, I did a... Save our street shirts, and it wasn't really because I wanted to get in clothing, it was because I just wanted to uplift the brand. Period of right. Save Our Streets, and out of that, uh, I think uh, the person charged me $15 per shirt, okay, which means to sell them, I had to sell them at like 20 25. Yeah, $25. Right now, me not knowing any better, I'm like $15 per shirt, brilliant, why not? And That's kind uh, of a lot for sure. Well, depending on how many, how many did you order. Uh, hundred. Okay, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but I didn't know that because I never sold shirts and I wasn't in the business of selling shirts. It was right. just something kind of I wanted to do until somebody pulled me aside and was like, "How much did you pay for them shirts?" I'm like, fifteen dollars. Said, "Bro, that person paid five dollars per shirt. If that, it's a shirt. So it's that fifty-fifty blend. <laughs> it's the it's the most basic. Yeah, shirt. and then I had to really start doing the math, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, there's such. But again, if you've never been in business, you don't know. Right, right, and I think that people that are very new, their margins, their margins are what what kills them. Like I said at the at the top of the, the episode here, is that they're paying too much. And they're not selling for high enough. Right. Now, are you going to charge a lot more? Option like that, super competitive. I can get a shirt from anywhere. Yeah. Now, to get the shirt with your logo on it and to be part of your culture, um, to just think that people are going to do that is kind of arrogant. You need to give me a reason to be that <laughs> way. So I, just, I think that people really need to pay attention to those things. So, all right, boom. You got the shirt. You got the logo. You printed them together. Now you're bringing them to market. What are the things that people are looking for and how can you, because Damon John, mm-hmm. his goal was everybody that I know is going to wear this shirt. Yep. Fubu. He said, Fubu will be on everybody in the world. And maybe, maybe not everybody in the world, but Damon John's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> He's so, done very well. And, and that was the kind of passion and intensity and energy that he had around his brand, but he was doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. He was getting the shirts for cheap, getting them out of people and doing it in high volume. So, 
you know, you did the Save Our Street shirts. How did you go about bringing that to market? What made them valuable to people? The message was one. Okay. The, the, the message was really one of them. Um, what it stood for, because part of what people look for, because with the rise of social media and technology the way it is, is people don't just look at your brand. They look for your brand. What does your brand stand for? What does it do? Okay. Is it a shirt because it's a shirt? Is it a shirt because it's a shirt supporting a movement? Is it a shirt because this is uh, from your, like with, with David Reale, his shirts, love yourself first. If you know David, then you know that's a message he stands by. Mm. So when you see something like that, you say to yourself, I'll buy that because I know that's not just a brand, that's his lifestyle. When you come in contact with you with him, he ta- he talks about, you know, love yourself first, put yourself first, your business, your family, your ideas. And he's not just, pl- and I don't know him, yeah. hopefully I'll get to meet him one day. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's not him plugging what he's doing. No. That's just his authentic self. Yes. That's why we have been doing as well as we've been doing down at the Wolfpack, just because we are passionate about what we do. Um, I talked about this on a couple episodes, a couple episodes ago. Business is what I talk about. You know, whether the mic is on or the mic is off, I'm still going to talk about business from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. So that's where, that's a position that he's in. Your Mm -hmm. brand, your brand and your business is basically a vehicle for you to live out your character, your values, and and your goals. You mm-hmm. know, to live out your dream. The only way you chase your dream is through business, and that's something that we wholeheartedly believe in here. So it's cool to hear that he has that. So like you were saying, I didn't. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're you good. Saying, you know, they they get behind the message, they get behind the culture, they might get behind the person, they might get behind the the aesthetics, how it looks, how it feels. Um, so I think those are very important when you're bringing them to market. Yeah. I think so. So now you got your shirt, you got the logo, you got the manufacturing, you're bringing it to market. Now you're done, right? Well, no. No, not at all. <laughs> no, because there's money moving. Yes. Right? There's money moving and there's a business that's been formed. So now how are you doing your business? Are you a DBA? Or have you upped your game a little bit and you're 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 an LLC? You know, do you have an EIN? I I hear some shocking stuff about taxes, especially around here. I spoke with a man who told me um, we were trying to do some business together, and he told me that he hadn't paid taxes in ten years. I was like, please don't ever talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get involved just talking to you. Um, they said he hadn't paid taxes in years, and it was it just blew my mind. Because, you know, you, you got these people who they're going to do business without an EIN or something like that. And so they're not going to have any any way of the money being tracked by the IRS. Mm-hmm. They're going to do business as a DBA, doing business as, as opposed to an LLC, a limited liability company, mm-hmm. because they don't have the knowledge. But now there's no, you know, there's no protection mm-hmm. in between. Now, if you're selling clothing, I think you can get away with that if you're small scale. Now, if you have bigger goals and there are different things that you're going to have to do, you're probably going to have to establish business credit because why would you buy something with your own money right. if you're going to sell it anyway? And that's another, that brings us to our next point with this mock example of the shirt company. You need to buy 10,000 shirts. Does that mean you need to sell, you know, 1,200 or 2,500 shirts to be able to make enough money to spend all your money on more inventory? That's not how it works. Uh, Grant Cardone says it best, put on a credit card and have your customers pay for it. Mm -hmm. Every time you're making a transaction, it's financing something else. 
So I know, let's say, with the Wolfpack, you know, we have our, we know how much our office costs. Our office costs a couple grand. So, you know, we lock, we lock in a client or two. It's a beautiful office, though. Beautiful office, and once we're fully in, one will actually record the podcast consistently from there, and that will provide a lot of value. Um, but two, we'll also be giving, you know, I'll give a virtual tour. I have some camera equipment that I'd like to walk around, uh, walk around the office with, show people how we're living in downtown Schenectady. Look, it's really like low key too. Absolutely. I had no idea that that place was there. All I knew was that <laughs> I wanted that and we ended up getting it. So. <laughs> well, I, I told them I was at the grand opening a couple of years ago and I told them when I was there and they laugh, Jeff laughs at it, that I need space there. Right. I need, I need, I need, I need, uh, I need parts of this. Right. And, and people say, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 I'm serious. I will be here. <laughs> now that the whole fifth floor is opening up. Yes. I got my eyes on that fifth floor. We got our office, but I got my eyes on the floor. Yes. Yeah, you got to visualize it ahead of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, you know, with, with the example that we're giving is that the, so you have to, you have to be able to purchase inventory or purchase mm-hmm. things for your business that isn't coming out of your own pocket because it just doesn't make sense. Um, if you buy it on credit, it's going to do two things for you. If you're paying for it the right way on time, which we have you know, trade line monitoring so we can make sure that you're using your credit the right way, right. not just your personal, not your personal, but more your business. We'll teach you how to use your business credit, monitor them for you. Um, and that way you're going to be increasing your paid X score and your ability to pull funding from different uh, institutions mm-hmm. at will nearly. So I think that's, that's pretty powerful, but people need to be able to do that for them to grow their business. How many times have you seen somebody pursue their dream, whether it be a restaurant or a car wash or a nightclub or a gas station or a clothing company, and it goes under because the money just stops going in. Yeah. And the problem is where's the money coming from? The money's coming from their job. Yeah. Well and that and that and the good thing about what we do is it's a matter of understanding where a lot of our clients come from. Right. Um and, and coming from the community where in coming out of poverty you're taught one thing that's how to hustle. So you need money, you do something to make money. It's not about making more money than you need. It's about making exactly what you need to take care of what you got to take care of. Right. So we start business to pay bills. We don't start businesses to make money. And, and that is really the difference in our culture because there's the belief when you're in poverty or coming out of poverty or if you're a person of color that, one, you're not supposed to be in business, especially successful business making money. That, that's part of the way we've been conditioned. So when we start businesses, we start businesses out of the hustle. Because, you know, you say to yourself, all right. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. We're making this much amount of money a month. I'm paying five hundred dollars in child support. So in our mind, we start businesses to make up that five hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll do the math backwards. So, you know, <laughs> if I'm if I'm selling if I'm cleaning cars, and I know that somebody's going to pay me, you know, twenty five dollars a car, and I need five hundred dollars at the end. Of we the month, do exactly that amount of cars. I need, I, need 20, <laughs> I need twenty cars a month. Yes. Right. So I'm doing you know uh, every weekday I do one car, and that'll normally set you straight. Yes. But that's not what business is for if, right. if anything then just get another job yeah. if you're not going to pursue business the right way just get a job yeah. it's, and, it's safer it's safer because a lot of people have an expensive job that they call a business where they're throwing a bunch of money at it a bunch of time and energy they're mistaking movement for progress like we spoke about on our last episode and 
there's a potential for all of it to just collapse. And mm -hmm. especially if you don't have the proper protection in place, like something like a, uh, like an LLC, mm -hmm. if you don't have the proper protection in place, it's all going to fall on you anyway. So you have a high risk, expensive, um, inconsistent probably, in, in payment that is, job. And if you're going to do that, then just go to a place where somebody else is going to pay you. Mm -hmm. Let somebody else leverage your time. And when you say it like that, it's not as attractive. Right. Because I got a new job. You know, it's like, oh, I, you know, somebody's owning my time now. What if that's what we call it? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> that people wouldn't, people wouldn't celebrate. That, yeah, but, but these are the conversations we're having. This is, this is how we're changing lives, is right. by putting that power back into the hands of people. Right. Showing them that the, the word business is not foreign. It's not a buzzword. You shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, and, and teaching people the language and the rules to conduct a successful business. Because I can tell you, I know hundreds of people that are in business. I can't tell you hundreds of people that I know that know about the business that they're in, right. that, that have their LLCs. I know a lot of people that have their DBAs. I know a lot of people that have business accounts that say, uh, mybusiness at gmail.com. I don't know a lot of people that own their domain name. Yeah. I know I don't know I know a lot of people that get their mail at either their house or a PO box. I don't know a lot of people that have a business address. So I know a lot of people talking about business. Right. I don't know a lot of people that are physically in business. And the thing is, is I understand that's not their fault. Right. I, I look at the culture as a whole and I even say to myself, like a lot of the stuff I'm learning on the go. Yeah. Which is which is why I wanted to jump into this because I'm like, no, this is great. I can teach people and learn at the same No, this is perfect. I love Three this. Three months ago, did you have a business email? <laughs> No. No, but you use email <laughs> to do business. Five, five, one, eight, save our streets at gmail.com. That was the email. <laughs> yeah. Nope, got You got a business email? Yeah, I do. What is it? Oh, it's so and so at gmail. So you don't have a business email. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, that moment, in that moment, he kind of realized, and you were there, you saw him. He, he said, oh, oh, all right. I have a, do you have a business phone? Yeah, yeah, it's right here. It's the one I called you on. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's not, and there and the reason why and we're not saying that because the, the crazy part is those things are like nitpicky things that that you know institutions and credit mm -hmm. bureaus are looking for, but it's not that they're unnecessary and they're just making it more difficult. But it's to show who's playing ball and who's not. Yes, and I think that we we do a good job of educating people about the difference, and we're going to start providing some free value. To the community by hosting events, we have one yes. set for what the nineteenth. Yes, January January nineteenth. Yes, we January have a first 19th. Wolfpack Wolfpack seminar coming up, and uh, we're going to be hosting these things, giving out this this from the office from the office. So so people are going to be able to come in. They're going to be able to see the view, feel the ambiance, get the information, and, and really be part of this. The the great thing about what we're getting ready to do is people pay thousands of dollars to go to these trips. Thousands. I get these emails. I get these phone calls all the time. Like, you know, where where you hear those ads on the radio where they're like, this one time only this Saturday, come out to this hotel and be a part of this. And you're like, what in the what is he so excited for? Out of town. Yeah. Like somebody you don't know is going to come in, sweep up, make a whole bunch of money. Yep. They're going to. Get the breakout room down at the yep. Holiday Inn. Yep. You're going to pay a couple grand. Yep. They're going to give you the, the surface of the surface of information. Yes. And half of you are not even going to retain the information given because the guy is going to speak so fast. Listen, I've been to tons of these things. Yeah. So I, what I love about what, what we are. So what's the policy on question asking? 
you can't ask questions. Or no, they, they, they've let you ask questions at the end. At the end, when yes. everybody in the room wants yes. to ask a question. And it's, it's 800 people that want to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hoping that, that you're the one person that gets called on because you're on camera. You know, there's a little guy in the can- corner with a camera. Right. So you're hoping to yourself, like, maybe this is my shot. You ever, you ever get in a situation like that? I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question. And then it gets to you and you blank. Blank. Right. Totally blank. Well, you, you called on five other people before me. I don't know. <laughs> but, but no, we're going to be providing free value to the community um, by just educating them a little bit about the things that we offer and how they can help you and why it's so important, why establishing business credit is so important, or not even establishing business credit, but just the things that lead up to that point are also just instrumental in running your business the right mm-hmm. way, protecting you the right way. And then we have business coaching yeah. as well, where we're going to say, you know, we can go in take a look at what you got going on. We, we actually have a guy that we're uh, that we're putting together a project for last night. We we're down at the office brainstorming a project for a, for a gentleman who owns a, uh, he owns a bar and grill and he, he needs some, some wolf pack assistance. Yeah. So, so we were creating a plan to be able to go help him, but we're doing that for multiple people. Yeah. And we're, some of these people are doing it for free just because, you know, we'll do some business with them down the line, maybe get some share. Um, but more than anything is we're doing what you do outside of the Wolfpack on day to day, and that's just helping people. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's important, you know, because this is information we have to give back. So I look at it as a generational thing. So we, we're in a position where we can offer this assistance not only to to adults right now, but just think about if we're able to teach thirteen and fourteen year olds how to start their own businesses now. And then you look at generational wealth, because what a lot of people understand for me, because I work in the community and work in human services and stuff like that, there's a thing called generational poverty. Mm-hmm. And, and what that is, is that's that's poverty through a family over generations over time. So, so are so you it, saying there's like some measurable saying, you know, if your parents were in this position, you're yeah. likely to be in this position? Yes, because, you know, they were taught certain things, certain information is passed down. Mm-hmm. So, like, even for my daughter, my job as a father is to put her in a better position than what my mom did for me. But my mom did an amazing job. She did the best that she could. But there's more I want to give to my daughter. So even right now, my daughter is looking at colleges. One of her colleges she wants to go to is Union College. It's a very expensive college. But given some of the things we've been able to do as a family, it's possible she really could end up going. Because you're establishing a bit of a relationship with that that institution, that university. So that's... That's key. Yeah. So even in business, it's the same thing with the youth that I work with. So as we're having these conversations and we have the Wolfpack, we have these seminars and we're able to let's say we have the front row be some high school students. You know, they can be freshmen up to seniors in the next few years. They can start business. Me and you were talking about this the other day on how many, you know, and how many youth we've seen. Like you can see it uh, if you Google it, you can see how many youth are in business, successful businesses. So it's like. You look at it and you see that the opportunity for something like that is now. But again, it's like, how do you do it? Right. We're teaching people this. We're giving people this tool on a regular basis. So if we teach a single mother how to start her own business, what do you think she's going to go home and teach her children? To start their own business because it's, it's possible. And if it's a home-based business, it's a single mother, she's getting, for every kid that's between the ages of 7 and 17, she's getting $5,000 of tax credit. You heard that right. Yeah, may, that, that's a Wolfpack major key alert. Make sure you jot that down. Yeah, that you're, if you have a child 
that is between the ages of 7 and 17 for every child that you have that lives under your roof. As long as you're running a home-based business, you will get a you are eligible to get a $5,000 tax credit. So let's say, you know, your your kids are a write-off and the reason for that is because back in the day farmers used to have their kids work on on what they were doing and they put some tax shelters in place because those people were running a home-based business. Home-based business owners actually had the biggest tax shelters of anybody in America, as far as I understand. But, yeah, that's important, especially in our community. I know a lot of people have a lot of kids. Just uh, the family that the Wolfpack is sponsoring, mm-hmm. they have five kids. Yes. Um, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Give me some points for that, Will. No, I not listen. that off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but so, so you look at it, okay, 7 to 17. So they have two kids right now. In, in the event that they're running a home-based business, mm-hmm. they have two kids that they can write off. They have $10,000 of pending tax credit. And we all know that when we get our, our paychecks from work, because this, this applies to your paycheck, mm-hmm. when you get your paycheck from work, Uncle Sam's going to take his. Absolutely. Uncle Sam's taking his. So you have to make sure that he's not taking too much. And in most cases, they do take too much. And how do you know if they take too much? Right. Well, if you're one of those people that celebrate around, you know, like late January, early February, because you get that tax refund check, you are one of those people Mm -hmm. who paid far too much in tax. And they're giving you back what you paid too much Mm -hmm. in tax. So the question becomes, would you rather want more money per month Increase your cash flow, or would you want to put your money away and let the government hold it interest free to do whatever they want with it? Because they're going to turn around and invest it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, they're going to make money off your money, yes. Yeah, so imagine <laughs> if I asked you for 20 bucks and so I'll pay you back in a week, and that 20 bucks made me 30 bucks. So I, I come back, I give you your 20, I made my 10, but you didn't make anything, but your 20 was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Now let's say, you know, I mean, you mess with the wolf pack now, so you're not in this position, but let's say that was your last $20. <laughs> and, you know, for the night, you're like, well, I guess I'll just break out these ramen noodles. <laughs> these noodles and noodles. You make this oodles and noodles work for me, yeah. yeah. Instead of going to get, like, a chicken sandwich downtown or something like that. Well, no, and, and you know, what's interesting is information will do that for you. Because I've actually, I, I can tell you there was a time where I actually went two months and all I ate was oodles and noodles. And you're still alive to this day, so that's worth something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well no, because part of it was is one, I didn't have any any I didn't have any money management skills. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the value of a dollar. And all I was doing at that time was working for someone else. So the promise of listen, if you do this, you're gonna eventually you're gonna make more money. And when you don't understand business or you don't believe in yourself, again, zero to 100, not you know, having the fear of going into, into business for yourself and not even knowing it's possible, you know, you're, you're stuck onto the dream of one day you're going you're gonna to make more money. So the promise of if you wait out for three years, you know, you're going to get a raise and that raise comes and it's like 75 cents. So for somebody who, who doesn't believe that they're worth more or believe that they can start business like that, 75 cents is everything. You know, you say to yourself, like, you know, in another three years, I'm going to get another 75 cents. You know, but the thing is, is your expenses go up by more than 75 cents. Yeah. Well, you know, the, it's it's practice. It's deep practice over time. Um, deep practice over time is going to increase the, the 
depth and the width of your neural pathways. And after a while, you're, it's going to become habitual. It's going to become a lifestyle. And it's going to become unconscious competence. You don't have to think about it. It's on autopilot. And what's important about that is because we're talking about starting zero to 100 in business. And I say all that to say this, where should you start? I believe wholeheartedly, um, especially because there's such a negative connotation wrapped around it by people who aren't in the know. I recommend if you're going to start somewhere and you have no idea where to start, that's fine. If you know you want to do business, but you're not sure where, it's fine. Start with network marketing. Mm -hmm. Why start with network marketing? Very, very little overhead. Many, many opportunities. There are a ton of network marketing companies out there. There are, and you normally you just pay a fee. If there's some product attached to it, you normally it's just make to order. So you're not paying anything for the product. Um, and if you're providing a service, you know, it's, it's just there. Mm -hmm. That's the great thing about a, a service-based business that's online is that you just do it and not have to worry about going anywhere, not having to worry about time or labor or anything mm -hmm. like that. You know, like the stuff that, that because uh, we, we work with a network marketing company, the stuff that they do, they could do it any time of the day. So let's say, you know, 10 people, 10 clients come, come, through, come across their desk. They could be 10 at night. Boop, 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 just doing the stuff. But if let's say you're cleaning houses, you can't go clean somebody's house at 10 at night. Right. Unless they're really cool. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I would start with network marketing. Why? Because, because, first of all, disclaimer, network marketing doesn't work for most people. Also, most things don't work for most people. People have uh, a bit of a beef with network marketing because the statistics will shake out in a way where it's like, oh, only 15% of people between like, it's between 12 and 20% of people succeed in that, in that business structure. Mm -hmm. And people look at that and they're like, yeah, low success rate. And I look at it like, what are you talking about? You have 1% of people and they have 99% of people. 15% seems like a way better bet yes. <laughs> in my opinion. Well, and a lot of with, with network marketing, you get the, the, the negative stigma of everything with negative mark, network marketing is pyramid scheme. Right. So, so, so when somebody comes to you, you feel like a lot of people, because I'm going to tell you, I did it. Yeah. You know, I, I went to all these seminars. You go to and, an event, and at the end, they tell you how it's structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're almost as bad as the uh, uh, timeshare people. I don't know who's worse. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it like? I feel the, like that's played out. I haven't heard much about timeshares. <laughs> I think people just buy them and rent them out, or they Airbnb it because it's more lucrative. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and I remember growing up and hearing my relatives talk about, oh yeah, we got a timeshare. It's stupid, waste of money. Blah, blah. Well, no, the timeshare people now they've gotten smart. What they do is is those are the people that call you and be like, you've won three free trips for a hundred dollars, and you're like, really? And then you put your down payment down, and they're like. Yeah, so now all you do to win this trip is when you show up at this event, because they, that's kind of their thing now. So they sell you the trip first. Right. And part of the trip is going to the 90-minute presentation. Yeah. But they don't tell you that until you've made your payment. Right. <laughs> then they're like, yeah, all you got to do is just go to this 90-minute presentation. You're like, timeshare people, they got me. Yeah. It makes me think of that episode of South Park <laughs> with the timeshare people. And even though they were at the timeshare, the timeshare people were still trying to chase them <laughs> to sell them a timeshare. 
<laughs> so the entire episode was just everything with these timeshare people popping up everywhere. And every, literally every place they went to, the timeshare people were in the room. Like, so for this 90 minute presentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. But yeah, like if you want to touch on that real quick before we wrap here is um, the reason why I think network marketing is important is because in business, you need to establish a bit of thick skin yeah. because you're going to hear no a lot because it's attached to money. People don't want to pay for things. And people really don't want to be sold on things either, which is weird to me because when somebody's selling something to me, it makes me feel good because I'm like, oh, okay, like they value me enough to try to provide me with something. At least they're trying. And mm-hmm. when those people call me, I don't, I don't always just let it ring and I don't always just bang it on them either. Sometimes I hear out the pitch. But I'm a businessman myself. I'm a salesperson myself. So I hear the pitch to try to pick different things up. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I look at people. I'm like, what are you doing? You ever watch the movie Boiler Room? Yes. When he has yes. the guy sit there and he's talking to him. He's like, oh, you got to do better than that. <laughs> and at the end, he lets him go through the whole thing. He goes, I'm good. Like, he's like, I'm already, I already have the times or whatever. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't. Boiler, no, room, boiler room is good. Yeah, it's good. But um. But the reason, again, another reason why you should do network marketing is because you are going to increase your business IQ that way for a very, very small price. Um, and it's the value that you will receive for the amount of money you pay on what's normally a monthly basis is invaluable to your development as a business person. Yeah. So uh, last thing about network marketing that I'll say is that when you say a pyramid scheme, you kind of sound uneducated. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying because what a pyramid scheme is is when um, there's a product or service in place and then there's a there's an opportunity uh, portion in place, but the product or service isn't real and it's never being delivered on. Mm-hmm. And that's why pyramid schemes are illegal and that's why people go to prison. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody you know is part of a multi-level marketing company, a network marketing company, and they have a product that they can show you or they have a service that they can show you, and they're not in prison already, then odds are it's a legit mm-hmm. growing business and there's an opportunity there to make money. There's so many people I know that I even see memes about it, about, you know, friend I haven't seen in years, me, and then somebody, the friend that they haven't seen hiding somebody in their back and it's labeled pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, you know, like come out to this seminar, yeah. you know, and the thing is we are very upfront with that. You know, we, we don't want you walking in and, you know, having that throw your hands up in the air moment, like, oh, come on. You know? mm-hmm. um, so we're very upfront with that. So, yeah, I just think that if you're going to start from nothing, take something that you're good at and get around the right people to learn how to monetize it and make sure, be patient with yourself. Don't just rush in to starting whatever it is you want to start because it might cost too much. And even if, and not too much isn't, it costs more money than you have. Too much is you paying more than you should. Right. Well, if you don't know, then that's how you get stuck. Exactly. If people think like, oh, I have 500, so I have 500 to, well, all right, my bills will be 200 this for the rest of this month. I can pay $300 max on what I'm doing. You know, so it's like, oh, well, the price is $3 a shirt. It's like, okay, buy 100 shirts. It's like, well, no. <laughs> you buy more than that at a lower price, and then you're in a better position. So... Um, take something you're good at, make sure you're not paying too much, make sure you are being patient with yourself. But if you don't know where to start, but you want to create a better life for yourself, I 100% wholeheartedly 
believe in getting involved with network marketing to increase your earning potential, increase your revenue streams, increase your um, knowledge of business, and to surround yourself with like-minded individuals is a perfect way to surround yourself with people who want the same things that you do. Because no one gets into network marketing thinking that they're not going to make any money. Sure. Everybody gets into network marketing looking at whatever the top of that payment um like yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the free car. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody looks at what the top of the compensation plan is and says, that's what I want, and that's great. You need to set lofty goals so that you have lofty results. You set vague goals, you get vague results. Mm-hmm. Set realistic goals, you're going to get realistic results. So, um, you, yeah, you're surrounding yourself with the right people. You're learning about business. You're failing. You're succeeding. But your failures aren't going to cost you that much. It's probably just going to cost you a monthly fee. And you're going to learn how to sell better. You're going to learn how to um, posture mm-hmm. as a business individual better, and you're going to be able to network in a way that you couldn't before you had that vehicle. Yeah, it just changes your perception. Yeah. You know, when you when you when you start to get your feet wet, um, and you start to hear the language, and then you, what you start to tell yourself eventually is, is, "No, I can do this." And and once you're in the room and you're around people, then you start to meet other people. Everybody that's in network marketing is not going to stay in network marketing, but they get into it for the right reason. I'm looking for an opportunity, wanting to do something different. You know, so for me, like it started there, but that's not where it ended. You know, so I'm I'm doing the different businesses I am now. And it's a great opportunity for people that are coming out of community because it's something that you can try. You know, there there are a lot of rules in other places. It's hard to get in business because if you don't have a certain degree or you don't know somebody, you can't really get in the door. Network marketing is something just about anybody can do. And everybody's patient with you. And I, this is a bit of a long one. We're at 37, so I'll wrap right after this. <laughs> but, um, it's Everybody's going to be patient with you. Because in certain types of business, I mean, with the Wolfpack, we're very patient with people. There are companies that do the same thing that we do, but beat people over the head by charging an arm and a leg for it. And they're not as patient. You come to them and they expect you to have everything ready. They expect you to understand the verbiage. Um, sometimes they they aren't expecting you to ask certain questions. With what we do is we don't expect anything from anybody. We just want we just know that they want better for themselves. So we expect a hungry person to come mm-hmm. into the room. And that's the same thing with network marketing. Is when you first get involved, um, there are going to be people, whatever question you have, as silly as you might think it may be, in any network marketing business. There are people that understand, everybody really understands how to communicate with the beginner, how to help the beginner, and how to guide them. And that I think that's really important because in business, you might not find a lot of guidance. And with network marketing, because of the way that it's structured, your, their success is determined, determined by your success mm-hmm. in most cases. Meanwhile, when you are you know, bootstrapping a project and you're a sole proprietor, or you have your DBA, but it's just you, or you have your LLC and it's just you, not only are there not so many places that you can go to for support, but there are plenty of people that are very, very close to you in proximity that want to see you not do it. Absolutely. That want to see it not work out for you. And the opposite is actually what takes place in a, in a network marketing type mm-hmm. of business, from my experience. Yeah. So I, I think we've done you know a really good job of kind of laying this out you know zero to a hundred you're in business this is what you need to do how to carry that out what are some tips you got for people to close this out um, I would say reach out to people that you see that are business oriented just to see where they're at so if you are on social media and you got 
you know, five people that are always talking about their business or always talking about a business, reach out to them and see what they're doing because you'll kind of get a feel for where they're at Mm -hmm. and understand that when you're talking to people, they might not give you the full, the full truth of their business. They might make it seem like they're doing a little bit better than they are. And that's why you have to talk to multiple people because after you speak to a handful of people, you start to weed out who's serious about what they're doing and who's not. Um, so I would say definitely reach out to your peers who you believe are a bit more entrepreneurial, folk, have a bit of an entrepreneurial focus. Um, apart from that, find um, some kind of income-producing vehicle that you can put your money and your time and effort into. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be network marketing or you pursuing a dream of your own. And, um, and lastly, it's just, you know, and this is going to sound so lame for some people to close <laughs> out the show, but believe in yourself. Absolutely. Because the, the man who believes he can do it and the man who believes he can't do it are both right. Yeah. So make sure you understand that, you know, your, your belief level in yourself is going to strip away your inhibitions, your fears, um, and it's going to intensify your desires, your focus, and your path. So the more you believe in yourself, the more you try new things. Uh, you are going to fail more, obviously, but what comes from that is invaluable to your development, not only as an entrepreneur and a business person, but as a human being yourself. You're going to become more thoughtful. You're going to become more diligent. You're going to become a better person to be around. And I, I just think that, you know, if you're going to do anything that, that you're going to put your time into, make sure it's something that's going to pay you back and make sure it's something that adds value to other people. You spend, you know, you're, you know, I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of 22 year old men who get home and play video games and go to sleep and go back to school or work, get home, play video games, go to sleep. I know, and I'm speaking to you who's listening to this right now. I know that you have more to offer than just going to work, going to school and playing video games. Um, your parents knew that. Your Their parents know that when they see mm-hmm. you. Your friends who really believe in you know that. And if they don't know that, they're not your friends. Okay? Um, go out there. Try something new. You can go from zero to 100 real quick. Absolutely. And if you ever have any questions, you can always reach out to us at the Wolfpack. We are here to provide a service. We are here to help people get from zero to 100. Uh, we believe in you. And uh, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 518 Talks podcast. Uh, Wolfpack Wednesdays, me and Deshaun. He is no longer lurking. He is in the building, as you can hear. <laughs> so we thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thanks for having me.